You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome to The One Relationship. My name is Kate, and today I want to talk about time management versus self-management. I had posted on my socials a couple of weeks ago about if I could help you find more time in the day, would that be helpful? And I had a resounding yes. (laughs) And the reality is we all have 24 hours in the day. Why do some people get more accomplished in the day than other people? Why are some people more, I'll say, quote unquote, successful than other people? And of course, we, you know, we define success individually. And the reality is, it is what they are doing with the time that they have. We all have 24 hours in the day. What's consuming our day? So... I've learned from some incredible mentors along my journey in business and in personal growth. So many have been extremely impactful with somewhat of the same message, delivered slightly differently depending on who you listen to. But I've been so impacted by this overwhelming sort of common theme of how they manage the day and how they get things done, how they achieve goals. And I've learned it and I've taken it with me. Maybe I've adjusted it a little bit along the way, depending on what season of life I'm in. But I continue to always do this because it's just something that it is what works. It's what top entrepreneurs do, very successful people do. It's what the average mom does to make sure that her household is running smoothly, and if she's also working and things get done at work. And so I I just want to say thank you to my mentors, Shalene Johnson and Bo Eason and Pete Vargas and Scott Mann and Keith Yaki. I mean, everyone who I've been working with over the years, they continue to deliver some aspect of this in their teachings. And I've adapted to how I work that all in to my own life. And now I want to share it with you. So time versus self-management. Like I said, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. That part isn't going to change. It's what we do with that time that really matters. So sometimes it comes down to self, right? Like how are we managing ourselves to be able to manage our time? And the first thing that I had learned is that I need to know what I have as my main focus. What is it that I that needs more of my attention at this point in my life? Now, the thing with this is that 
it can change. So as I look at the areas of my life, physical health, mental well-being, my environment, right? My environment, my surroundings, my hobbies, my how am I uh, recovering, right? My restoration, romance, what's my romantic relationship looking like? What's also the relationship of my friends and family looking like? So what are those relationships? What are my finances look like? My purpose. So what is my purpose slash work? You know, what does that look like in my life? My spirituality, my faith, and then personal growth. So these are, and you'll probably hear from various people. Darren Hardy is another one I've learned from. And we, they all sort of have different ones. You can bucket a lot of these things into four ways, you know, four parts of your life. Some of them break them down further. But I think when you look at all of these areas of life, you can start to see like, hey, some are actually doing pretty good, right? If we rate them from a scale of one to 10, one being like, man, this is an SOS and we need some help here to 10 being just rock star and everything's going really well. It's going the way I would like it to go, right? So on a scale of one to 10, how would you write, rate these areas of your life? And when you start to look at what's on the lower side, you get a glimpse then of okay, here's what actually needs more of my attention. Now, if I'm focused right now on my health, I am focusing very much actually on health and nutrition currently coming out of back-to-back pregnancies over 40 and what my body has gone through and how I want to restore my body, the food that I'm putting in. I've actually just done a bunch of testing to find out, you know, I've got some gut issues and I have a parasite I got to get rid of and H. pylori. I've got back issues and still, you know, things that my body's recovering from those back-to-back pregnancies between my back and sciatic pain and pelvic floor pain and all this stuff, right? So like, this is a major focus for me but it doesn't mean that I am not going to prioritize my kids and the, and their needs. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to put in time into my work and what I do for, for work and purpose. It doesn't mean I'm going to slack on my time with God and continue to nurture my, my faith and spirituality. But it does mean that my nutrition and my overall health will be a main focus right now until I can get that dialed in and things need to, or things are more in a maintenance place, right? So just be aware as you rate these areas of your life, know that some need more of your attention right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to let all the other areas of your life fall to the wayside. Also keep in mind, that when certain areas of your life are not flowing the way you would like it to, or what you envision, or just something's missing, when you work on one of those and you start to improve on and make it the way you want it to be, the other areas of your life will start to follow suit. All of these that I mentioned are connected. So when one is off, the other ones are going to be off. So we want to start thinking about what's the one area of our life that we really feel like, hey, I I need to get this dialed in. It doesn't mean that I'm going to let everything else slack, but I got to get, I got to put a little bit more time into that. And so that's sort of like the top priority, right? The top thing. And again, this can change in seasons of life. 
it was a top priority to focus on my wedding when I was getting married and moving out of New York and moving to Colorado. That was the main focus. I don't need to focus on that quite. I don't have to do that anymore. Right now I'm married. I'm here. I'm, I'm in Colorado. It's my home. Um, now it, you know, focus is different. And like I said, I'm focusing on my health, taking care of myself so that I can be in the best place for my family. Now, it also means that I have to still make time for the other things that still need my attention, like work, like kids, like my marriage, like God, all those things. So what I've learned from my mentors is then you have to look at the day and say, okay, well, what are the top three things that are going to move the needle? And one of those things, 100% needs to be towards, if not all three, but one of them at least needs to be on that top priority. You've decided that finances are the thing that you need to get dialed in. So every day, there should be something you're doing to improve your financial state. And whatever, you know, and, and then that's when, and that's where you have to come up with like, well, what does that look like, right? I'm focusing on nutrition and health. So I've, I've hired a personal trainer. I'm going back to the gym regularly. I hired a nutritionist. I'm making time to cook meals. I'm preparing things. I'm researching, you know, like I'm putting in the, the extra effort to do things that need to happen in order to have this priority get to a place that I am, I am good. And I'm like, this is moving, right? This is moving and it's moving well. So you find that main focus, that top priority. And then you look at your day and you say, okay, what are the top three things? So I hear this so often in, in mentorship, right? Top three things for the day. We and especially as working moms, and even for the dads out there, right? We have a lot going on when we're focusing on our jobs, or maybe you're looking for a job, right? That's a full-time job in itself. You are taking care of your kids. Maybe they're back in person at school. You know, school's going to be out soon, even if they are in person, right? You finally get them back in person, and, you know, we're going to be on summer break soon. And man, like taking care of them, or if they're still being, you know, taught remotely at home, how you handle your job and work and household and things like there, we are pulled in so many directions right now as parents, we have to think we have a long list, but we have to think about what are the top three things that must get done today in order to move the needle forward on the things that are the most important, right? What is that top priority and what is going to, what do I need to do to move the needle forward? And what I also look at is, and this is something that I got from Darren Hardy that I like absolutely love because I think it gives such a great visual is when I'm looking at the things that need to get done towards my goal, towards the main thing that I'm focusing on, my, my big priority. Like I said, mine is right now the nutrition and overall health. And again, not that I'm not putting in time for work and this podcast or my children, my marriage, prayer time. Like I, I still make time for all that. And I'll tell you how I work my calendar in, in, a, in a minute. But when I look at those top three things, I also look at, well, what, what must get done today, right? What is the thing that has to get done today? And then I look at the things that will also help move the needle forward, but it doesn't actually have to get done today. It could get done later in the week, 
right? You know, like I don't have to do it today on Monday. I can do it. I can actually work on that on Wednesday or Thursday and put it. And then I put it on the calendar for Monday, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, because I'm like, cool. I need to get this done first today on Monday, but I can worry about this other thing that needs to happen um, before the week is up. So I'll work on it on Thursday. And then I know that I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about it until I get to Thursday. And then there are certain things that still have to get done regarding this top priority that I have, but I actually don't have to do it this week. I could, it just needs to happen before the month is up. So when do I want to schedule that into my calendar and say, okay, when, you know, when, and, and how much time does it need? You know, like it needs to get done by the end of the month, but I probably need two days to do it. I don't want to be right up against the deadline. So maybe I'll make it for the 22nd of the month, right? And I'll start working on it. And then what, what I love of this visual that Darren Hardy gave me is that I then put it in a box and put it on the shelf, right? I know that I put it like I put it on the calendar. I'm not going to worry about it until that date that I said I was going to worry about it. But having the visual of like, and it's in a box and it's on the shelf and I'm going to pull that box out off the shelf on the 22nd. I don't have to worry about it because I have something that, that must get done today. So that's where my focus is going to be. And this is where it comes down to self-management. It's not just about the time that we're putting into things, but it's how we're, we're how we're managing ourselves, right? Take that slight moment to reflect and say, how am I managing myself with the things that need to get done? So put it in a box and put it on the shelf and take that box off the shelf when the day comes that it th that you designated it to be worked on, right? That's what you want. And so now we're having a better handle. We've got this long list of all these things that need to get done and things that will help move me and get progress on what I, what I decided was my big priority right now. You will feel so much better when you're like, oh, every day I, I chipped away. I did a little bit more. And when I look at what has to get done out of my day and I'm like, it's just the top three, just like three major things. If I get three major things done today and my kids are home and they're in bed and I checked in with my husband and I said, I love you and thank you for your help today. And we lay our heads down at, on our pillows at the end of the day and be like, okay, cool. I know there's still more to do, but I did okay today. I got stuff done because I did the most important things done today. And the way I block out my calendar is I look at those top three things. And I'm like, okay, how much time do I need for this stuff? And maybe in the beginning, you might judge your time wrong and that's okay. You might think it'll only take 30 minutes, but it's really going to take like two hours. Okay. Or some variation of that, right? Or maybe you think it's going to take two hours and you do and you're like, wow, I've done 30 minutes. Cool. Right. Whatever that looks like. But when you give yourself some time and be like, okay, I think it's going to take about an hour for me to finish this. Then you can say, okay, well, let's look at the day. Or maybe you're like, hey, it probably will take an hour for me to do this, but I actually only have 15 minutes today. 
and that's all I can dedicate, then cool. Set a timer, give yourself 15 focused minutes and work on whatever you need to work on and say, cool, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes again tomorrow. And I'm going to just keep chipping away. But when I look at my calendar, I block out things. And this was actually something I got from my mentor, Shalene Johnson, because she literally, like she taught me how to just block out my calendar for everything. I give time for when I'm going to shower and how long that's going to take, how much time I need to get the kids ready, how much time I give myself for my, my quiet time and prayer, meditation, breath work, whatever I'm doing. I give myself travel time. I schedule in the travel time. It's going to take me 20 minutes to get to that appointment. Well, I'm going to put 20 minutes down on my calendar. That's blocked off. And I'll give you something in a second regarding traveling and where you can multitask. And I'll tell you what that looks like in a second, because multitasking is a myth, but there's one, one way that it works. And I'll tell you what that is in a second. But when I look at the calendar, I'm like, okay, here's my hours for work, right? So whatever your work hours may be, I'm blocked off from nine to five. I have a lunch hour, might be able to do something in my lunch hour that is not work-related. And that can also uh, address this multitasking thing in a second. But I am literally like, I'm focused on work right now. So nine to five is work or whatever those hours look like. And then say, cool, now I'm done with work at five. Here's what I need. I need X amount of time, cook my dinner, prep my food, eat dinner, give the kids a bath. Like, how long does it take to get the kids to sleep? And the more structure and like, the more you can give your kids the same routine, the more they will start to just abide by the routine. So if you're really fighting bedtime and we've had to go through this and we still fight it a little bit, and especially like Charlotte, we just changed her out of a crib to a big bed. So that's like a whole new bedtime routine and trying to get her to stay in bed, right? So we know that there's some growing pains with that as we transition. But the more consistent you can be with your children that like, hey, bedtime starts at seven and we read these many stories and I'm out of your room by 7.30, like the more you can just do that. And anytime there's a tantrum, anytime like, oh, they're out of bed, but go back. Nope. Sorry. This is how it works. Nope. Go back. Like literally this is the advice that I've gotten from every expert and every parent that makes it work. Like the more you can be consistent with the same routine, you will have a pushback in the beginning, but your kids will eventually follow suit. So you just have to, you just kind of have to grin and bear it for the beginning and not cave, uh, which is a really hard thing to do as a parent, but, but that will make bedtime easier in the long run. And you can say, cool, now I know bedtime only takes 30 minutes and not an hour and a half. And then what do I do for my evening or what, or scheduling in my downtime? When do I sit down and just say, hey, this is just me time. I am going to just do whatever I want. And it's okay because I got my work done. I got my big three done, right? So knowing that I am literally blocking out everything in a way that like white space there shouldn't be much white space on your calendar. There can be little white spaces for buffers because there may always be, you know, you got to leave a little room for error kind of thing or like the hiccup of the day. So I, I usually give myself little, you know, 15, 30 minute increments depending on the day where I can have a buffer. But otherwise, like your day should be scheduled out. And that's how you manage your time. And that's how you manage yourself. 
because you've mapped it out. And I usually do this the night before, before I go to bed. I'm there with my calendar. I use my phone calendar and I also write it down into a planner so that I have it written as well as on my phone. So no matter where I am or what I've got, I can make notes of like what I'm doing. What are my big three for that day? What am I focusing on? What are the top things that I have to worry about? That if nothing else gets done on that list, I know I've got those three things done and the day is good, right? And it's those things that are going to move you in the progress and in the direction that you want to go for the things that, that you want improvement on. So again, it's not like you, your kids don't matter because you're making effort to get, you know, you're, you're making time for yourself in personal growth and reading more or listening to, you know, podcasts like this, right? Like it, it doesn't mean that your kids are not important. It just means that, or vice versa, right? Just because you're putting extra effort into your kids and the things that they need, doesn't mean that you don't put in time to doing your work well and your job well, or maybe putting the time and effort into finding a job, right? Because many people are still in search of job with um, what has transpired over the last year and a half with the pandemic. So, you know, it's really about saying, what's the thing that needs, that, that needs me to have some focus energy on so that I can move this forward and get it to a place that I really want. And if you've got a couple that are really like neck and neck, start with one, pick one and, and make sure that you're through all of it. You are continuing to make time for yourself, that you give yourself some grace in working all of these things out. Because they really, it's so, it's a hard time right now where, you know, people have a lot more on their plate than they did a year and a half ago. And we've got to be more disciplined. And I've heard this also from so many of my mentors, just recently from Scott Mann, that discipline equals freedom. When you can be disciplined with yourself and your time, what are you putting your energy and focus on? Then you actually have the freedom. First off, you'll end up having more time. It is actually true because, and I'll, this is coming back to the multitasking. If we think that we're going to do multiple things at the same time, your brain is so split on all the things that you think you're going to be able to do at the same time that it actually takes you longer to do it. So if you can say, cool, I have these three things that I need to do. Here's how much time I'm going to designate to all three of them. And I'm going to do one at a time. And I'm going to set a timer. And when the timer goes off, I'm going to move to the next item. Like that's how we, that's how we stay focused. We focus on what's most important and we actually accomplish and get things done so that you'd actually, you actually have more time in the day. And granted, there may be, you know, again, a little bit of a grace period through all of this because this is new habits and new behaviors. And maybe you're just so overwhelmed that there's a little bit of catch up in, in this, but this will actually give you more time in the long run. And when you're disciplined with your time and disciplined with yourself and where you put your focus, you will have more freedom. You will have more freedom to be able to do the things that you want and, and have the time that you're looking for and not feel so overwhelmed. So this is what I do. And I use my calendar very religiously. I look at the end of the day and say, okay, cool. You know, what went well? What do I still need to make time for tomorrow? Like what's going to be my three focus 
my top three for focus for the next day. And if I have to carry things over, like that's okay. I just keep moving the needle forward. And this is how I create more time in the day. This is how I manage myself and the tasks that need to happen and how I get stuff done and how I feel like I'm making progress. And the last thing that I'll add around multitasking is I as address like this idea that you're going to do multiple things at the same time. Here's where it can work. You're driving to work. For those of us who, who are commuting, you're listening to personal development and you're listening to something that feeds your brain with positivity, whatever that may be, podcast, you know, if it's, you know, some sermon, like whatever, right? You're listening to something that you can listen to while you're driving or maybe while you're putting on your makeup, right? Or getting dressed, like that's a multitasking. Or maybe when you're prepping your food and you're cooking dinner, you can listen to something that is uplifting and inspiring. Or maybe you have a presentation to make. And so you can run your presentation out loud in the car or while you're cooking dinner. It's those kinds of things that where it's multitasking and that can work. But if you think you're going to like, oh, I'm going to write this email out and wait, hold on a second. I've got to go research this thing to, because I have to send another paper out. Like, And you know what? While I'm doing all that, I'm going to figure out the menu for tomorrow because I got to know what I'm, I'm buying at the grocery store for like it, your brain will not be able to get all that stuff done in a reasonable time. And that's why things take longer and you feel like you don't have time. So be mindful of how you're using that time and just do one thing at a time, set a timer, and then move to the next thing and how you can juggle or not juggle multitasking. So I wanted to deliver this. You asked if I could help you in making more time in the day, and this is how I do it. So it takes a little effort and some planning and some thought, but it's worth it in the long run. And if you really feel like you're just in this place of like, oh my God, I don't have enough time, then this is definitely the, the thing to do so that you can start to, to release this overwhelm and get more time and freedom in your day. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you always for being a part of the one relationship. I, I love you and, and so grateful to have you here each week. Continue to share this with those who you feel would find value to it. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.